I went for the morning paper and I got lost and... No time for you, old man. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review the Springfield Files. I am Dando. I am Mitch. I am very excited because this is one of my favorite episodes of all time. In our book, Homer's Odyssey and the Big and Simpsons Guide, I put this at my number two of my top five. Didn't quite make it number one. Didn't quite. 22 short films has always been my favorite. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but this one is incredible. I love it. It's just so fun. Yeah, me. fair enough. It's actually interesting because having gone back and rewatched this... Mm-hmm. I can feel a similar kind of structural vibe between 22 short films and the Springfield Files. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel in canon. This can't be in canon, really. Oh, it can, oh, I guess no, it can, it can and it can't. Why can't it be? I guess Apart lo- from the fact that it brings in Mulder and Scully into the Simpsons universe. And Chewbacca but- and all that. And oh, Marvin well, the no, yeah. Look, they could have come down for once. It could have just been a guy in a Chewbacca suit. Yeah, I guess so. The whole thing. It's you not, can, but anyway. The, but like the idea of Burns going and getting his chiropractical manipulations and all that sort of stuff, that works. So there's nothing about that that's character breaking. The Simpsons at this point is kind of wacky, but still, I think because it was, I treated it as non-canon, the whole sort of Jasper turning into a creature and things like that, it didn't bother me because I'm like, well, this isn't real anyway. Yeah, he kind of looked like one of those trees from Lord of the Rings once that old Yeah, grew out. what are they called? Oh, shit, uh, I should know. The tree the beard, trees tree from beard? Lord of the Rings. Tree beard or something. <laughs> but yeah, so you didn't really like the episode. Is that what you're saying? No, or? that's not what I'm saying at all. Okay. But what I, what I really did notice is that, look, some Simpsons scripts will feel like a mini movie. This one didn't feel like that for me. Like, it, okay. um, there's a lot of disjointed comedy scenes. There's a lot of jokes that have nothing to do with the dialogue that led up to that joke. Almost sort of Family Guy-esque Good example? style of comedy. Uh, yeah, Grandpa with the Turtle. I had nothing to do with anything. Okay, it's yeah, a, just 30, a 30 yeah. second segment where he's chasing his teeth in a turtle. Yeah. It's funny, don't get me wrong, but it's got nothing. It's not an earned joke. It's just a joke that's thrown in. Millhouse playing the Waterworld uh, arcade game yeah. is another example of Funny, that. but doesn't, yeah, doesn't in, further in, the story. In fact, the whole five minute, the whole first five minutes, uh, and that in, that includes the title, so maybe it was the first four minutes or so, it really felt like it was the writer's emptying their drawers for like what's every sort of 30 15 second gag that we've written that we couldn't fit into an episode that we can put into this i feel like this is an episode where the writers had the freedom to just unleash their inner geek and just get all the gags that, like you said didn't fit in other episodes yeah and again i i don't say that as a negative by any stretch but the whole conversation about homer and speed and using the video loop that has nothing to do with the rest of the episode whatsoever yeah that's true and it has nothing i mean it's the introduction but yeah so that that's just a little thing that happens there. 
the dialogue between Smithers and Burns, again, it's just kind of there. It doesn't further the story. doesn't do anything. Jasper, as you mentioned. Donkey Kong? Like, where the hell did Donkey Kong come from? <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. That's actually Donkey Kong. How can this be canon? Yeah, true. Uh, Hibbert? Thank God it's Friday with yeah. Mole Man left in the x-ray machine. Even Marge, like that whole cleaning the house segment. I do like the vibe of the first five minutes though. Everyone's just happy and chill because it's yeah. Friday afternoon. Yeah, you know? and this is what I mean. Like I, I'm not using this as a negative by yeah. any stretch, but it's just a very... Uh, Homer, stil- it, it, uh, stilted, stilted has a negative connotation, but it's a very differently paced episode. I think they wanted, maybe they wanted to set the tone first before they brought the alien into it. Yeah, I could give you that. And what I do think they really nailed in that first transition when he leaves Moe's is that mid-90s sci-fi horror aesthetic. Amazing. Of the camera angles, the way Homer's walking up to the cross-section, walking down the, you know... The score. Dark trees. Yeah, the score that they pick up, having the Springfield Philharmonic playing the psycho (laughs) theme on the bus. Even the owl. Yeah. Like, all of those things are... They're tropey. Uh, but the, and they're cliche, but they they fit fit exactly. They, yeah. you you can weave cliches in and make it feel like it's a box checking exercise, or you can weave them in and make it feel nostalgic, which I think this this really hits some high marks for the kind of suspense that you don't get as much of anymore because budgets are higher, mm. so you can build suspense in different ways. Yeah. Whereas back when you're filming on VHS and you might. You know, in relative terms, you've only got a million or two million or whatever it might be, uh, and you can't go big. You've got to build it up in the way that they sort of mimic in this show. Was it Hitchcock that said nothing scarier than an unopened door? Could be something something yeah. along those lines. Sounds like something Hitchcock would have said. But that's like you said, low budget. There's no budget to it. It's just a door's closed. But what's behind it, you don't know. That's the scary aspect to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Home is just walking down. I mean, in the dark woods, anything could be there. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out the only thing that's missing was the guy from South Park. Going, I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> Just grab my get out of my way, old man. That was <laughs> that was my first laugh out loud moment. <laughs> no time for you, old man. I also think this episode is just a great little mystery. As a kid watching this, I really wanted to know mm. how this was going to end. Like, wh- who is this alien? What is it doing there? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'd read that they had originally... There was a time where they thought maybe it would just be left as a mystery. Yeah. I think that they came up with a brilliant solution. It doesn't feel cheap in no, any way. No. It feels like the solution actually adds to the mystery rather than takes it away. Like, it's one of those... It's a really satisfying conclusion that they bring it to. It's And it's absurd, but this episode is absurd. So, like you said, yeah. it's the perfect ending for it. Not Maybe not perfect, but it's it's a fitting ending for Very it. Very fitting. I, I don't... I think they would have struggled to have come up with a better fit than Burns with his radioactive glow is the alien. Yeah, Mr. Burns being... <laughs> that is pretty fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> Kill it. Oh, it's Mr. Burns. Kill it. Kill it. <laughs> Duchovny and Gillian, Gillian Anderson. Anderson. Mm. Thank you. I was about to say Gillian. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, um, they give a really sort of understated performance. Like they feel... They almost feel like they're bored in the recording studio, but I think that's more that they're just, you know... Playing their character. Playing their character. And yeah. Groening didn't like that. Really? When he first heard it, he thought, they need to, you know, spice it up a bit. It's very, they sound like they're bored. But no, that's just who they are. Yeah. Like, and, and they're not bored. The characters, that's the way they speak. Yeah. And it's a good kind of um, sounding board anyway, a backdrop to what's going it on is. in the show. Uh, I, I was actually surprised in my memory that their time in the episode is relatively short-lived. Mm. Uh, another thing, actually, that took me by surprise was that we got the full 
episode, in uh, the full title yeah. intro. Which I was going to actually bring up before. It's weird how you're saying they're throwing in all these different jokes. It's weird that they included the full intro. It's almost like they were running out of... T- uh, had to fill in time. It could have been because it was... Uh, it was Al Jean and was it Mike Reese that came back for this one. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they wrote it pretty much on their own because not many of the other staff wanted to be involved in a crossover episode. So that they made sense before they left the show. Yeah, yeah. When you've only got two people working on the script, that it would have been a bit harder to yeah, fill it out. But, but yeah, I was kind of expecting. But they didn't write it. They did. They they just produced it. Did they write it? Let me check. I'm pretty sure they wrote it. You're probably right. Yeah. Now it was written by Reed Harrison and directed by Stephen D. Moore. Uh, produced by Mike Reese and. Algene. Hmm. The plot thickens. <laughs> I feel like they would have had a lot to do with it. Oh, they were overseeing the from, whole operation. From the, yeah. reading of, from the reading of the Wikipedia, it felt like other people wanted to keep it a little bit more at arm's length. They reprised their role as showrunners for this episode. Yeah. yeah. Apart from that, the show, like the non sequiturs are about as good as Simpsons non sequiturs get. So, Mo and the whale. Uh, That's my favourite moment. Tremendous. Jesus, the fans. <laughs> <laughs> And the whale, yes. Oh, so funny. <laughs> the the whole FBI um, Homer, what do you want to call it? Testing sequence is very. Do you understand? Yes. I remember they used that for the commercial for the VHS tapes. Yeah, right. Oh, and Leonard Nimoy is obviously fantastic. The pimply faced teenager coming in at the end, like that. It's everything. Every joke hits the mark. That is one thing that I will say about it. That like, there's while it's just an episode that has a lot of broken up jokes that don't connect from one to the next, they are all really, really funny. It's a great satire of the X-Files. Like we've said in the books, I went back and read it, it's not taking the piss out of the X-Files, it's actually paying tribute to the X-Files. Where yeah. like, like, for example, you in the book we brought up Married with Children. That was poking fun at Married with Children. This yeah. isn't poking fun at the X-Files. No. No, they're not saying that the X-Files are stupid no. in any way, shape or form. They're hamming it up, obviously. The speech where Duchovny starts talking about... <laughs> like it, it goes from daytime to night and there's asteroids and shooting stars but in the, the background. The thing is, though, it was David Duchovny saying it. He wouldn't have said it if he didn't want to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. He would have... Um, do you reckon Duchovny had the red speedos on in the recording oh, studio, I actually? I hope so. <laughs> now, let's get to the important details of David Duchovny. So that wallet, that's where the joke came from. Yeah. I, I didn't put two and two together until I went back. Oh, wait a minute. Of course. I like that it was a throwaway the first time he shows March. That's, yes. And then the second time you see that episode, uh, the wallet come out, that's when you actually get the proper look at it. <laughs> it's just so fantastic. Even if you haven't seen the Speedo thing, it, like the fact that he went on to do Californication, like the fact that over 20 odd years to Covney's... Sex bomb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ha, like what he's good for has not changed. <laughs> That is exactly right. The thing is, though, that's a joke that not many Simpsons, well, not all Simpsons fans would know. So what they did, mm. they threw in X Files references. But it's only, funny anyway. They, yes, yeah. But they they threw in X, uh, references to the X Files that only the true X Files fans would know and mm-hmm. appreciate. But it's also something that Simpsons fans can laugh at. The fact that the Office was done exactly the same. identically. Yeah. I'm not sure they had J. Edgar Hoover on the wall. Probably yeah. not that version. That was one of my trivia questions. Shit. <laughs> Uh, the I Want to Believe poster in the background. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. what's there. Uh, I d- actually, I guess one, I mean, again, one of the satire lines, but this is one where the actors are, you know, yeah, it's it's a, it's really cleverly written was the thing about, uh, you know, the shipment of drugs and guns that are coming in. It's like, I don't think the FBI has time to worry about <laughs> things like that. <laughs> Which is kind of, kind of taking the piss out of the X-Files. Oh, massively. <laughs> yeah. Like that's exactly, but that's like, uh, that's the I, charm of it though. I forget the dude's name, but that's like the guy from Law and Order SVU. Uh, SVU? Yeah. Elliot Stable? That could be the one. That's who, the like, character. Someone, oh, okay. Well, that actor. So okay. someone did 
a cartoon of every Law and Order SVU ever, and it's just you know, um, uh, it'll be a thing about how uh, the character was using the internet at the time, and then his character, like you know, he would be like, "My daughter has the internet," and, and then it'd just be like, "I'm a man. You're arrest. You're under arrest. You're guilty." Ice Cube does something. Hi guys. <laughs> Ice, Ice Cube. Ice T. Ice T. He always has Ice the. W- he always has the one liners as well. Yeah. But anyway, so I like there's a great photo online where it's that comic panel, but then the actor that plays Elliot has framed that and put it up in his own house. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fantastic. So, like, that's having a great sense of humour because the guys aren't stupid. They no. know, you know, they know what the script is. They're getting is. paid millions of dollars. They don't care. Yeah. That's the dude we saw in New York when we went on our honeymoon. Oh, really? Yeah, he was just next to us in the 9-11 Tribute Centre. And I was like... Oh, yes. It, yeah. You have said that This before. isn't the place to approach a celebrity. No. So, before we get into fully discussing the episode and everything, it's been a while since we've been in the studio together. It has been. I feel like I've forgotten what you looked like. Uh, well, that's probably for the best. <laughs> I'm not even Mitch. <laughs> well, what, 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 why haven't we? We've just been doing it over Skype, haven't we? Yeah, I'm, uh, well, you had a kid. Yeah, that's true. That's gotten in the way of things. Yeah. We've gotten better at doing it over Skype. Is we have, except two weeks ago, you decided to do it from the toilet again. Don't know why. You didn't tell me about that. Yeah, well, um, man's got to go. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I've been drinking a lot of wheat beer and it's just passing right <laughs> through me. Last week, I was in Hawaii. Yes, you were in Hawaii. Speaking of, so I posted this in the exclusive mm, 4 yeah, Discord group. Please tell this story because as much as I know what's happened, I don't know how or who or what. So I'm at the Honolulu airport. We're just about to go through. I just said, sorry, I just realized that I said as much as I know what's happened, I don't know blah, blah, blah or what. So clearly I'm a little rusty being back in the studio. <laughs> I know what's happened. I just don't know what happened. We're standing in line. We're just about to leave the airport. We're just going through the final checkout. And uh, someone taps me on the shoulder and goes, excuse me, mate. And I'm talking to Nicola, I'm holding Ellie. And, go, yeah. and he goes, is your name Brendan? And I thought, oh, what have I dropped? Have I left something behind my wallet or something? Mm-hmm. And I go, yeah, why? And he goes, oh, I listen to your show. And I was like, how how'd you know it was me? And he goes, oh, I just know, I heard your voice and I just knew it. I was like, holy shit. That's amazing. I've never felt like a celebrity. But now I, I did in that moment. I could not believe it that someone, he, he was from Sydney, I think. Okay. But his name was Rob, if I remember correctly. If, yep. I'm, if you're listening now and that's not your name, write in. I'll give you a proper shout out next yeah. week. I'm pretty sure it was Rob. I tried to remember. But yeah, just he heard my voice, listened to our show and somehow knew it was me. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. That's amazing. It's <laughs> given me a great idea that I mean, I'll tell you because realistically, I'm never going to be bothered to actually make this happen and the logistics will be tough mm-hmm. but i was like i would pay somebody to find someone you don't know i'll pay them to find you out and about in your day-to-day life <laughs> and then come up and go oh my are, are you dando from four finger discount like oh, and as as you're starting to feel excited is mitch here <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> and <they're> just, oh. <laughs> it's like when homer calls marge you want to speak to lisa yeah exactly <laughs> Did, I, it would have was there a moment where he asked if I was there? Did it happen? No, he didn't. Not that I'm expecting, but like, it'd be that thing of like, if you bumped into Hamish Blake out in the street, you'd just be like, Andy must be nearby. Like, <laughs> surely these guys are together all the time. Well, I guess if you listen, if you listen to the show, which he does, he would have known that I said that I wasn't going to Hawaii. Ah, uh, yes. Fair enough. We're in, I'm in another country. Yeah. <laughs> Deducing devil. Speaking of how fantastic Nick were the memes in the- Nick Arigi. Oh, mate. <laughs> Just phenomenally good work. Explain like, to the listeners what happened. So, so I'm away. Dando was away for a week and every day for a week, we got beautifully photoshopped memes of me waiting for you to return. 
and it was like Dando is coming, Dando is coming. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, like I think my favorite was when the when the light gets to this line, Dando comes back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth paying the two dollars on Patreon just to get access to check these memes out. Yeah, <laughs> so, so well, I feel like we need to cut him in for the month because yeah. <laughs> he was more entertaining than we were. <laughs> he really was. People were subscribing just to check out the memes. You know what I was going to do that, again, um, well, well, it's not that I couldn't be bothered with this one. I just really couldn't find the time. But I was going to set up a lawn chair uh, and a tripod out the front of your house and live stream myself <laughs> waiting for you for like two hours. <laughs> but I wouldn't have said or mo- said anything or moved. Like Homer just... waiting for his gun license. Yeah, kind of. But in real time. <laughs> Just to see how many people I could keep along for that ride. Like uh, Shia LaBeouf watching his own films 24 hours. Yeah, exactly like that. Do something experimental. I had to go for a drive to Portland the other week and I was thinking, same deal. I was like, just pop a live stream of my face on the dashboard. Just list- just me listening to the radio driving. Not say anything. Why don't you? Not have any... Some- well, um, at the time... I was in a rental car and I couldn't balance the phone. I'll yeah. be honest, that was the only reason I, want I was holding a- back. I want a... How long can we stream for? I don't know. When does Facebook cut it off? It goes as long as you want. Uh, actually, I think okay. it's 24 hours. Yeah, okay. How long would you, would you stream yourself for? Depends on what I'm doing. But I mean, it was a three and a half hour drive to Portland. <laughs> you have to do this. It'd be like Penn and Teller's Desert Bus. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it. Just in the in the group. Yeah. For the patrons. Yeah. Maybe a live stream of me sleeping. With something else. I was just trying to think like, what's the I wonder what you do in your sleep. You should do that. Yeah. Maybe you move in your sleep. What is the pissiest thing that I could live stream? And how long would someone... Yeah, like the lamest thing. And how long would someone... What about when I live streamed that fucking Simpsons clock ticking? Yeah, but that was a Simpsons clock. That was moderately interesting just by default. (laughs) It wasn't really anything happening. Yeah, but... It was ticking. But at least it's a Simpsons thing. (laughs) What am I? A Simpsons podcast host? No one knows. (laughs) No one knows what that looks like. In in the group they do. (laughs) But anyway, so Springfield Files, I actually do like the story of it, how as a viewer, you actually are rooting for Homer to succeed because you know he's telling the truth, but mm. no one else in the episode believes him. It's not very often that that's the case. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Because even Marge, the, yeah, even Marge, the one who usually is supportive, even she's like, I just don't believe you, Homer. You, you, well, like, it's fair too. If Ash had come to me and said- Would you I, ever believe, would you not believe her? If she said she saw an alien? I'd have a very hard time. Not even a, see, the little kid in me just would want to believe. <laughs> see, I'm Bart. So, as a kid, I related so much to Bart in this episode because that, who, what, what 10-year-old wouldn't believe or maybe or want the chance to potentially see an alien? Might yeah, not believe it, right. but it's like, I'm fucking going to go with this just in case you are right. Yeah. I think a 10-year-old would believe their dad. That's, that's pretty un- understandable. And me as a 10-year-old would probably have believed my dad. But me as a 30-year-old, I'm probably not going to believe anybody. Like, I'm... It's I not reckon, that I don't. So if, if Ash came home and said, I saw an alien, not even the slightest part of you would go, but what if? No. Oh, I don't know. How I'll, would you even know though? Like this, an alien's not... Because it comes back every Friday night, like Urkel. Yeah, but an alien's not necessarily <laughs> going to look like what an alien looks like. Uh, if Nicola came home and said, I saw an alien, like you said, I'd, I would struggle to believe it, but there'd be a small part of me that would go, let's get in the car and go find it. If she came home and super Geelong reference here, if she okay. came home and said, "I saw a giant black cat just off past the hills down <laughs> in Lara," yeah, <laughs> would you believe it? Pixar didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. You watch UFO sightings now. The digital age has just killed UFO sightings because they're still grainy yeah. and shit. It's like no, 
Yeah, exactly. Your phone films in HD. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it grainy? Why did you put, like, cellophane yeah. over the lens? <laughs> Have you ever seen a UFO video that's made you question? Oh. Made, made you go, maybe. There's probably been videos at the time, but then just as, e- just as quickly you can look up a video of them being debunked and you're like, oh, well, isn't that interesting? Mm. Like, as in... You look, yeah, you, a lot of them look real, and obviously that's how people become convinced. But then you can just go, yeah, but here's that exact same phenomenon shot from just 50 meters to the right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, it's just a guy with a torch. Yeah. <laughs> like, but here's a question Do you believe in alien life? Uh, well, I mean, there's an infinite possibility of life out there. So uh, I would not believe. I would not say no. Like, I, you know, you'd be stupid to say that no, it's impossible. But I don't, with any sense of realism, believe that I'm ever likely to hear about it. I think if there is any out there, you know, that might be for thousands of years down the track. It just seems we've looked pretty exhaustively at everything close to us. So, if... If we can look at like the closest star to us, which is several million light years away, and know that there's nothing alive there and there's nothing between it and us, then if there is an alien out there, it's not going to reach Earth like in s- my lifetime. Like you said, we don't know what aliens look like. No. Yeah, that's true. Like life could... That could be the, a tiny speckle or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like that would constitute alien life. Like even a plant growing on Mars technically is alien life. It would be pretty incredible to see some sort of alien life form before we pass away, though, don't you reckon? It would be, but it's, you know, just not... So you can go all Bill Pullman? <laughs> it's just not possible happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just because of the constraints of the speed of light, if we were going, if it was going to happen in our lifetime, we would know about it already. Even if we looked and went, oh, shit, there's one. What if they can travel it, faster than the speed of light? Million, well, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> what if they can, though? They can't. <laughs> How do you know? Because it's a physical impossibility. But what if that's, they? That, that's that's not like a life form thing. That's the rules of space thing. <laughs> what if they're figuring out? Hey, you can't go back in time. <laughs> so I want to. I want to believe. <laughs> Were you a sci-fi kid? Uh I was a real sci-fi kid. I was a science kid. I didn't okay. really be. I didn't get into sci-fi so much until I got a bit older. I was a real aliens kind of kid. Like, yeah. Okay. Not- I would have read UFO stories and that sort of stuff when I was younger. It was all part of. I mean, I loved reading about space and. Uh, even to an extent, dinosaurs. Like, dinosaurs, I think, have the same fascination as aliens because they're as this whole species that you've never seen. You would and have been a big dinosaurs kid, I reckon. Massive. Yeah. Yeah, really huge on... You would have been like that. You would have had your toys in the sandpit, like, what's his face? Um, Alan Grant. Oh, in Jurassic Park yeah. 3? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the oft-forgotten Jurassic Park yeah, yeah. 3. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed all of that sort of stuff growing up. And the older you got, you would have been Mrs. Doubtfire with the... Robin what? Williams and Mr. Daffy setting my breasts on fire. No, Robin Williams when he's got the dinosaurs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, any any dinosaur any dinosaur movie or TV show that came out, I you know had either owned or seen. We're back, a dinosaur tale. One of my favourite TV shows when I was a kid was Henson's Dinosaurs. You ever yeah, saw okay. that? Not the Mama. No, I never saw that one. The live action. Oh, oh, sorry. Not the Mama. The baby. TV show. Yes, yeah. I'm with you. Oh my God, that was one of my favourite. You said Hanson, not Henson. Henson. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Did you ever watch it? Yeah, yeah, when I was younger. God, I, I loved that, that all show. The time. Man, it was great. There was a 
slightly educational, like an infotainment half-hour program that I had starring Fred Savage. Really? About a, he's a kid who has, like, he uh, his homework was due. I think it was Thursday night. His homework was due on Friday. He mm. falls asleep, goes back in time, and learns about dinosaurs and then gets to write his paper about it. It's just like a VHS tape or something? Yeah. I don't know how it ever came. I'm going to YouTube possession. this. Good luck. Fred Savage dinosaurs. <laughs> Fred Savage was king of the television back in the day. Yeah, like child star. He was huge. Oh, he was. He's one of the cutest kids. He was that has ever graced the planet. Have you seen his movie uh, Little Monsters? Has is it Howie, the guy that uh, judges on America's Got Talent? Oh, okay. No, I haven't. Oh, it's worth watching. It was his love when I was a kid. So Fred Savage. I'm going to YouTube dinosaurs. Let's see what comes up. Dinosaurs, a fun-filled trip back in time complete. 27 minutes. There we go. There it, it is. <laughs> I haven't just made this up. You can go back and watch this. Hey, it's like claymation and shit. Yeah. There's a lot of... Re- I, I don't know how old Fred was in that. He looks he 12, looks, so he's he probably 26. <laughs> That's true. Golden book video. There you go. You're going to go home and watch this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I might watch it now. Stop recording. <laughs> just take care of the show on your own for a little while. I'll post, I'll post a link to this in the group. Can you bump the speakers up? I just want to see... Live commentary. Actually, now that I think about it, the beginning of this feels very similar to... Oh, what's... um, What's what? Uh, at, the at the co- Princess Diaries. Oh, yeah, true. It's, it's oh, just, oh, and Labyrinth? Yeah. It's just Fred in a bed. <laughs> <laughs> he so must have filmed four movies a week from his own bedroom. So he's... <laughs> So he's obviously a big uh, dinosaur fan. It's dinosaurs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs in the fish tank, by the look of it. He's a big fan of uh, synth. Everyone's just going to laugh anyway, apparently. So hear the, hear the angst in his voice. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I really remember. I'm going to have to watch this. I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> Do you reckon that's scrunched up paper or tissues that he's throwing on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's scrunched up paper, Mitchell. It's scrunched up paper. Like, yeah, he looks love, like he's 10 years old. He's doing that classic thing of he's writing three words before. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Tossing the entire He's writing the date. Yeah. My science project. We can't get my science project. My science project. It, <laughs> I, uh, do you want to do an you, audio commentary of that? No. Um, are you gonna, <laughs> if you play a little bit of that clip, I think that the police might have something. Not the police is in the cops, but the band, the, the police, yeah, like probably have a case to sue. <laughs> it does sound like every, every breath you take. You take. Yeah. yeah. I thought I thought it was when yeah. I first put it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Do you know when I was a kid? My thing was uh, Muppet Musicians of Bremen. Have you ever seen that? No. It's like a little musical thing the Muppets did, but only Kermit was at the start. Mm. It's a take on the old, it's an old uh, German folktale kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I go back and watch it now. It is atrocious. But man, when I was a kid, that just got played every <laughs> single day. That was my jam. But anyway, so Springfield Files. Yeah, do you reckon we might what start was your fav- the episode? Yeah, what was your favorite moment? <laughs> um, oh, it was hard to tell. Like I wanted to say no and the explosion. No one needs explosion. I felt oh, yeah, like yeah. the lie detector yeah, yeah, exploding, yeah, yeah. but I felt like that might have been just a tiny... But he actually says yes, though. That's why I was confused. Oh, sorry. Yes, my apologies. <laughs> uh, I felt like that might have been a tiny bit. I really enjoyed Marge freaking out at the doorstep. Um, yeah. Not it's such enough. a Marge moment, isn't it? Yeah. Not enough for that to be my favorite, but I did really like it. Oh, yes. That's it. The man who's been in a coma for 23 years. Good night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> close, in clan- close encounters of the blurred kind. Oh, that little reference from uh, yeah, that was pretty well. cool. Uh, what was the other one of the other newspaper headlines? Um, human blimp sees UFO. You see? that was a giant blimp. Human blimp. It is human blimp. And that's yeah. where Fox and um, 
Scully come into it. Yeah. And I also really enjoyed... This was just one of those things that got quoted a lot by my uh, by Green and I growing up. Mm-hmm. And it was Leonard Nimoy's a little... And by true, I mean false. Yes. And just that thing of... We would often ask a hypothetical question, leaning into it as if we believed it. And the answer is no. Yes. <laughs> well, we have to mention, ne- Leonard Nimoy, he's arguably the best guest star, besides the recurring ones like Kelsey Grammer and whatnot, the show's ever had. Mm. He really embraces the roles when he's He does in. really commit to being Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. yeah. I think he's, he's done it in the Big Bang Theory and other things as well. But I think The Simpsons were the first one to notice how great he was at taking the piss out of himself, you know? Yeah. And he really sets the tone for the episode. You watch it, he kicks onto the screen, you're like, okay, this isn't going to be a normal episode of The Simpsons. Exactly. Addressing the camera, all that sort of thing. Yeah. What was your favourite episode? Uh, my favourite moment. What was your favourite moment? Was the, the, Jesus, the feds. And then the... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fantastic Trivia So I've already said one of mine So I'll let you kick off Okay uh, What time was it outside of Moe's When Was it 10? 10? 10.02 10.02 2? 3 10.03 I nearly got it mm. what, what was it? Was it Checky's watch did he? No it was a text on the um, On the screen Oh of it's course like s- scene Moe's Yes yeah. What magazine does Lisa read? Uh, it was Something skeptics? Junior skeptic. Junior yep. skeptic. My second question. At 10.03, outside Moe's, what temperature was it? 17 degrees. 72 degrees. Damn it. There's a seven in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I got my two from earlier. <laughs> okay. And finally for me, what does Homer blow when he does the breathalyzer? Ooh. I don't know. Boris Yeltsin. Oh, sorry. Yep. Yes. There's a very dated reference, but yeah, like I feel like a lot of young. It's actually funny. Well, I was, they call them prime ministers over in Russia. Russian prime minister. Russian, yeah. President, the Russian leader. Yeah, <laughs> is who Boris Yeltsin. Russian was. czar. Yeah. Uh, what? What is um? God. Putin. Yeah, Mickelson. Uh, no, um, yeah, Putin. Thank I'll tell you. you I'll flat. tell you what he is. He is the. Is he prime minister? But I don't think he's democratic. President elected. of Russia. It is president. President. Okay. Um. Anyway, they. Uh, I was reading someone saying about how. Like with the episode being timeless, that even if people forget the X Files, that surely they will always remember Elf and Marvin the Martian. Yeah. I was like, mm, may have missed the boat on that. Marvin the Martian, perhaps. Elf, probably Maybe not. a little bit. Elf, definitely not. Anyone under 20, even 25, I reckon, would be hard pressed to remember Elf. My sister's 26, and she would probably struggle. Yeah. And. But they're rebooting it, I've heard. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. It better not be CG. No. Uh, that, so that was the charm of the show, the fact that it was a puppet. Thunderbirds. Anyway. Oh, yeah. uh, but even Marvin the Martian, I don't know that a lot of people would be... Like, how, how commonplace is Looney Tunes in people's everyday life these days? If you go to movie world. Yeah. Outside of theme parks, very few and far between that you see Marvin the Martian on television. No, because you have Warner Brothers Saturdays now. Do so it's just that we don't watch it. So, I think Shane Crawford hosts it. Okay. It's like the... You remember when, the, when we were kids, it used to be... You had Chase TV in the mornings and you yeah. had uh, Saturday Disney in the, in the, on mm. the weekends. Well, now on the weekends, they've got Warner Brothers weekends. Okay. And they play Warner Brothers cartoons. I'm certain they must play Looney Tunes on there. Well, let's hope. But you wouldn't... You'd hope so, but you wouldn't think... I just don't think today's audience, like younger generation, would be interested in watching Looney Tunes. You look, mm. at all the, you look at all the shows that are made now, they're, just, they're all drawn weird and so much shit happening on the screen. It's like it needs to do... They need to be crazy to keep the kids' attention span. Yeah, because of all the ice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
How many quarters did Millhouse need to deposit in order to play? 40? Yes, it was 40. So you deposit 40 quarters. I yep. love that it's just taking the piss, the fact that Waterworld went so over budget. Yeah, now there, that is a dated joke. <laughs> yes. You just try to show me anyone under 25 that knows of Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> that knows Kevin Costner even. Yeah, maybe they've seen Draft Day. Mm, I don't know. Costner's had a little bit of a run. I Man of Steel. Anyone who's... Un- they would have uh, seen Man yeah, of Steel. Yeah, I guess. And seen him with his horrible turn as Jonathan Kent. Telling Superman that maybe it was okay to let a bus full of children die. <laughs> but he's, he's... There's a feel-good hero for you. We grew up with Kevin Costner being the man. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe he's even towards sort of the end of his peak. Did we? It was, the, it was at the end of his... We did fucking um, Dances with Wolves and Tin Cup when we were kids, didn't yeah, Dances with Wolves was not a He's the Man movie. That's a, a movie about a US soldier who gets injured and then... Starts living when with I Indians. say sorry when I say he's the man I mean just at the peak of his popularity. He was an A-lister. Popularity. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say he was never like a as a twelve-year-old boy. I wasn't putting Kevin Costner. Not a Schwarzenegger kind of thing. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. meant peak of popularity. Yeah, yeah. New name for the episode. I saw you posted in the Facebook group, but yeah. first, did you come up with one? Um, I did not. <laughs> Glown ups. That'll do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> most most of the good ones just got taken very quickly. Dylan People Llewellyn did do a good one. I remember. Who? You'll, you'll find it. Dylan Llewellyn. I remember reading it and going, nice work. I'll try to come I'll try to come across it. Uh, Tom Harrow Smith, I bring you love actually drugs. <laughs> now actually- that's a really good one. Yeah. Like you've quoted the episode, you've got love actually and thrown drugs in yeah. actually Which drugs. Good, like yeah. it's a there's so much going on. There's a very multi layered uh, wordplay in that one. The Springfield files though is just so short and simple and perfect. Yeah, it was. As usual, there's a lot of Doe references, yeah, but yeah. Doverfield, I actually didn't mind. Hmm? Doe Space Nine from our mate Nick Arrighi. I don't know how to pronounce Nick's name, but it's spelled A R R I G H I. It's just not G, not G. G. G O. From the back of the throat. G. No, I, uh, but I can't look at it without thinking Nick Arrighi. That's the only way that I pronounce his name. You have to say that every time exactly like that now. I don't know if I could repeat that. It actually hurt my throat. <laughs> Your eyes bulged out when you did it. What else we got? Gross Encounters of the Burns kind. That's from Riley Usher. Mm-hmm. I also just was asking people for their memories. Shelley Dunlop yeah. said that the episode scared the shit out of her as a kid. Okay. Something about the build-up during Homer's walk home, the way the alien was animated, the way they used the X-Files music. Yeah, it which is scary for a kid. Really yeah. cool. The X-Files music was yeah. one of the creepiest little bits yeah. of music that you've ever heard when you were young. It's surprising that it took me so long. I didn't start watching the X-Files till this year. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it would have been... The ultimate show for me growing up. I just, I can't, I can't believe I waited so long. It's just yeah. bizarre. Yeah, and, it's, and it is a fantastic show. Have you ever gone and watched it? No, I haven't. It's I, so and I really do want to. So ahead of its time. It's just one Great. of those things. It's that really good. I'll get to. Uh, Joseph O'Hara, burn spotting. <laughs> Mike Bevan. Um, do we have a wiener? I don't know. No, I don't know which way I should pronounce this. Skis fall. When people are writing a, a letter, I wonder how many Simpsons letters have ended with keep watching the skis. Or just emails in general. We get yeah. a lot of them. Oliver de Hortville Bell, Santa's little helper's birthday bash. <laughs> I forgot about that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce Strobach, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Homer. Ooh, Dave Cook, the excellent files. That kind of gives it away, though. It does a little bit, and so did a couple of the of the other alternate titles. Yeah, the burns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was going to do Invasion of the uh, Body Manipulators or Invasion of the Chiropractor, something along those lines, yeah. but yeah. Didn't just didn't quite work. But Wasn't happy with it. Good work, patrons. There's another one here that uh, I, I'm sorry, whoever sent it in, it's just disappeared from my phone. But it was um, 
Oh, no, there it is. Free Willy 5, get him back to SeaWorld from Saul Levy. Get him back to SeaWorld. <laughs> I wonder who voiced the whale. Yeah. I feel like that would have been a work experience kid. No, nah, it would have been one of the main cast, I reckon. Possibly even Nancy Cartwright. Mm. Good trivia question. Yes. <laughs> if we ever get a chance to chat to her. Now, before we get into the review, I've got to give you a couple of things. Mm-hmm. First of all, here you go. All the way from the States. Hang on, this isn't a furphy. <laughs> it's, it's a fufy. It's the Simpsons Newsweek. Ah, yeah, the Newsweek. Didn't someone send that to us? Yes, Timothy Bellison, one of our patrons. I posted in the group saying if anyone in the States can take photos of the pages for me, I'd really love to read it. I didn't realise it was such a good spread. I got it. I gotta tell you, I don't know if I can get sued for this. I don't think I can because it's a fictional character. But let's have a look at this first double spread. Yeah. Have a look at the face of Bart. Have a look at the face of Matt Groening. Do you want to explain what this is first? Oh well, it's Newsweek. It's the 30, thirty years of America's favorite yeah, yeah, family. Yeah. yeah. So what'd you say? Groening is what? Groening's sort of laying down on the floor here, yes. right? And he's got one hand on Bart's shoulder. Yep. And Bart, if you have a look at Bart's face, have a look at Groening's face. Yeah. Tell me, it doesn't look like Matt Groening's about to molest Bart. Uh, if you want to think that way. I don't want to think that way, but that's the way the framing of this is. Like, he's just kind of got that sort of creepy man beard and Bart's sort of slunched his shoulders. He knows what's coming, but he's embarrassed by it, so he doesn't want to ask for your help. This looks like it must be an old photo because Graining is looking young there, don't you reckon? In that- oh, yeah, that's clearly a photo taken from early, pub- yeah, early uh, publicity press. days. But this book... Because in the middle, there's a photo of him now. Yes, yeah. and he looks very old. On his way out of court. Now, if you go to like page six, I think it is, it's not far in, there's a big cast photo and our our lovely lady, Nikki Isordia, is in there. Oh, is she in there? Yes. Isordia. Isordia. Is that how we pronounce her name now? We've never called her Isordia. I said Nikki Isordia. Isordia. You said I sort of. Oh, did I? I'm go back say, and listen in there the end. I meant to say Isordia. That, it's that page there. So there we are. She's down the bottom left, I believe. Is that her sitting next to Liz? Yes. It is too. Well, that's cool. There's people we know. Mike B. Anderson, Rob Oliver. And a lot of people we don't. David Silverman, all those people who we interviewed for our book. Ah, oh, here we go. Coolest guy in the world has decided to do the bunny years oh, over Krusty. No. Oh, no. Yeah, there's a joke that never dies. <laughs> You know what I really enjoy is looking at a group photo, seeing how many people aren't looking at the camera. Yes. And it's one of those things of if you ever wanted to realize how little faith and trust you can put in humanity, it's when you just need to get 20 people to look in the same direction for two seconds. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, guys, can we just be fucking adults yes. and not get distracted <laughs> by shiny things for a se- just not even a whole second? The camera opens and shuts within. A fraction of a second. You know what's just, annoying? Just here. Look over here. Come on. Look here. What's more annoying is when people, it's usually older ones who go, I don't take a good photo and they keep talking. It's like, if you didn't yeah. fucking talk the whole yeah. time, yeah. you would. Yeah. <laughs> and the stroke you had's not helping. No. Oh, my God. You can't make that joke. But yes, thank you so much to Timothy Burleson for sending those all the way from the States, the special edition of Newsweek. I look forward I to reading that. Can't wait. It's very fantastic. Great. Thank you, Tim. And finally. Oh, there's more. You. Milk Duds. I'm Milk Duds. You are not going to be touching these until we finish the podcast. Aww. You're not going to be chewing. But the Milk Duds are so tasty. <laughs> they are delicious, aren't they? Who was it? Uh, someone said that they didn't want me to be chewing. It was a female. It I was remember. a female. Was it Beth someone? Mm. No, no, it wasn't. No, it was... Uh, it started with S. Stormy? Stormy? Is Stormy Salengo. Yes. Stormy has a problem with the chewing sounds. <laughs> so, think, um, as does everyone else, I think. <laughs> Even I, well, I remember when we were recording and you were chewing, I was like... Oh, why are you fucking chewing? When? <laughs> we, 
think last time we had this, you're like, mm, oh. mm, mm, yes. I was enjoying mm. the snacks yeah. that the listeners you, provided. You proceeded to eat the box. <laughs> you ate the whole show. Well, you know, but once, once I've started on a thing, it's they're pretty great. Would I ate, people like, prefer to hear me chew occasionally or repeat the word spanking for 30 this, seconds? Does this, does this make me a bad person? I ate three quarters of a box in the States watching an episode of Better Call Saul. Uh, no, it cancels out because you were watching a good TV show. I will accept that. Any excuse to eat a box of milk duds because they are delicious. Mm. Not a huge fan of American chocolate. Hershey's? Nah, not, not that great. Milk duds, on the other hand, incredible. We have nothing mm. like it in Australia. Fantails? Milk duds are kind of caramelly, aren't they? Yeah, but they've got chocolate on the outside as well. So do Fantails. Fantails do not. Yes, they do. They're a chocolate coating they do with caramel too. on the inside. Fuck, you're right. Yeah. yeah. We have something that's very much like it in Australia and it comes with movie trivia. I, I feel like... Yeah, I was going to say, and Fantails come with trivia. Yeah. They're a high caramel to chocolate ratio, admittedly. But yeah, milk does. There you are. All the way from the States. Thanks. <laughs> I'll throw out my Fantails when I get home. Anyway, so the Springfield Files, the original air date was January 12th, 1997. Was this the first one of 1997? They would have taken a break over Christmas, you would have thought. Uh, Let's go with I don't no. know. What did you say last week? I don't, can't remember. It was a year and a half ago yes. that we recorded. <laughs> I can't remember. Let's go with no then, shall we? <laughs> I... Yeah, let's go with no. How long have we been recording? I'm curious. Uh, 45 minutes. Okay, that's nearly sitting a record. Over 40 minutes. Before we've started. (laughs) That's so long that I've actually put the only story that I had before coming here, I've had to put on hold. (laughs) But people seem to like our blabber. But we've still talked about the episode. Mm. We've just filled it in with other stuff. Like milk duds. You don't have to convince me. And Fred Savage. Mm. (laughs) If you're listening at home, don't fill in Fred Savage with milk duds. Will only get you in trouble. What does Fred Savage look like now? Milk Duds. Oh, is he the. <laughs> um, I don't know. He was in an episode of Entourage a few years ago. He He's not Mole Kid from Austin Powers, is he? Even though he looks like him. Uh, no. That guy looks like Fred Savage, though. Don't you reckon? I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen Molly. I'm pretty sure he looks like, he looks like him. Okay. Anyway, so how does the episode I think kick he's off? He's directing. Mitch? Uh, the episode kicks off with. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Yes. The uh, dulcet tones of Leonard Nimoy telling us. That what we're about to watch are lies. Entertaining lies, though. Uh, this is a send-up of a documentary, paranormal documentary series called In Search Of, which Nimoy hosted himself. Right, okay. So, that was... Another reference. Yeah. No, so what I was just thinking, paranormal. Yeah. So, that was people that believed. Trying to find... Yeah. Jesse Ventura type of yeah. conspiracy theory shows. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that is one... Like, the worst shows that I've ever watched are like... But worst in a way, they're fascinating, but like Hunting Bigfoot or... Australia's most haunted mansions. There's like, so many Bigfoot documentaries on Netflix. Mm. I'm like, how have so many people looked for this thing and not realised that it doesn't? It's not real. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not it's not happening. <laughs> it's like, the guy in a suit. Yeah, it's like the guy that checks his bank balance 15 times a day. But yeah, so you're going to talk about the people, these TV shows. They're crazy. Well, yeah, well, just that thing of like in search of something that clearly does not exist. Like, what are you getting out of by watching that? You're going to get to the end and. Like, the most haunted mansion is just the one that the people screamed in the most. But there's no ghost there. It's just darkness. And then every now and then this will verge over to today, tonight. Like, we set up cameras to see what happens when they leave the room. And a broom falls over. Oh, my God. It's it's a spectre. It's just a case of everyone needs something to believe in. Yeah. I, I, I don't believe in ghosts. I've been on these ghost tours. And there's people there that genuinely believe. And sometimes yeah. they have plants who bring these little... You know when you have the sticks and they find the water? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the dividing rods. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this, this isn't real. <laughs> but I'm like, but I'm like, these people, I'm not going to spoil their fun. What's your favourite uh, ghost movie? Ghost movie? Mm. Besides Ghost, Patrick Swayze with his shirt off. <laughs> Is Ooh. that number one? <laughs> um, 
Well, it's hard to go past Casper and all that reminds me of how I pissed my pants in a cinema when I was a child. Yeah. It's not a great memory. Just didn't want to leave. <laughs> no, Dad wouldn't let me. Oh. I was, it was like, I was like, Dad, I need to go to the toilet. God. And it was child like, abuse. There was like five minutes left in the film. I was like, Dad, I need to go to the movie. And Dad's like, there's five minutes left. Just watch, just wait till the movie's finished. I was like, all right. He was hooked. <laughs> pissed my pants. <laughs> That's unfortunate. It was <laughs> not great. For you, for your dad, and for the cleanup guy. Oh, mate. I was just... And once it was... I'll never forget it. I would have been like five. Well, what year did I come out? 93? Did you just pour coke all over it? To cover I was, it? So, I was five years old, yeah. And it was... Remember the old Pixie Theatre just down the road here in West Geelong? Oh. That's how long ago it was. Yeah, right. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, man. But that's... So, I can't call Casper my favourite movie because of that reason. Um, what other ghost movies are Well, there? I'm going to plump for Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Yeah, that's good. What other would uh, what other ghost films and, are there? And, and uh, Do- oh, the other well, have you seen thing. the start of Ghost Ship? Yeah, excellent <laughs> opening five minutes. Yeah, terrible rest. Yeah, I, that's all I've watched like the first yeah, ten minutes. That's all you need to say. <laughs> exactly right. Favorite start to a ghost film is Ghost Ship. Yeah, okay, that works. <laughs> uh, so what happened? So the Leonard Nimoy he's just setting the tone for the episode. This isn't going to be your usual Simpsons episode. Mm. Hello, I'm Leonard Nimoy. The following tale of alien encounters is true, and by true, I mean false. It's all lies, but they're entertaining lies, and in the end, isn't that the real truth? The answer is no. Our story begins on a Friday morning in a little town called Springfield. We start off with Homer celebrating the fact that it's Friday. 10 a.m. on a Friday. So he's telling uh, Lenny and Carly he's going to Moe's. Like, we can't go. It's only 10 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. But he has a plan, doesn't he? Yeah. This is one of the most iconic gags in the, the history of the Simpsons. Slow down. One, it that has to be. Yeah, I think so. It's one of the most quotable lines. It is. You can't talk about speed without mentioning this, really. No, or watch speed without yeah. thinking about this. Yep, yep. I saw this in a movie about a bus that had to speed around the city, keeping its speed over 50. And if its speed dropped... It would explode. I think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down. I really, I, and it helps that the tape is really funny as well. Like, <laughs> I mean, a not even close to being a sinking loop. It looks and, 70s. And just the fact that they decide to start disco dancing in yeah, the no. middle of nowhere. <laughs> Why am I sleeping? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I really loved that I hadn't twigged about until rewatching this. The fact that Burns looks at that tape. And there's one of two ways you could look at this. Either Burns is oblivious and Burns is an idiot. But the way I preferred to watch it is thinking that Burns has looked and went, ah, Homer's used his videotape ploy again. (laughs) Ah, it looks as though another Friday is upon us. But it's like, even he's so chilled by Friday, he doesn't care. He's just got... I like thinking about it that way, yeah. yeah, That he is actually smarter than 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 I probably ever gave him credit for in that scene. Because Friday... If you work in a good workplace, it's when the the boss walks up with beers or something. It's just yeah. everyone's happy. Mm. It's 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 hard to be stressed on a Friday, in my opinion, when you know you're that yeah. close to the weekend. More often than not, every every now and then, Friday can suck if you've got something. And you that, just want to get out and you can't. Well, yeah, if you've got something urgent as well, and you're like, if I don't have this done by five, there is no tomorrow. Like it's suddenly it's a yeah. two day wait instead of an overnight wait. That can be painful. But by that same token, come three o'clock. Pretty much every problem. You're like, it's Monday's issue now. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know what sucks though? It's when you've been waiting for something to come in the mail and you've been hoping to be, to say it's a video mm. game or something. Mm. And you're like, I'm going to play this on the weekend. Friday comes, it's still not here. You're like, yeah, oh, it's going to be at least three days. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to call the company. Yeah. Excuse me. I was I was expecting Svetlana here. 
Friday, 4 p.m. I've already got the wedding ring. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've wasted my first two days with her. Where is she? I can't track her. Exactly. You said it was going to be, she said she would be sent. Is registered. she wearing her bracelet? I can't you track said her. said she would be sent registered post. <laughs> I specifically said express. You've left her at the post office. <laughs> I said I didn't have to sign for it. Just leave her at the door. Now I can't get there. Ah, oh, this is such a thing. We also get here. By this point in the series, I love how oblivious Burns is to Smithers' sexual preference. Yeah, yeah. something gay, no doubt. <laughs> it's so great. Mothers, Smithers, look up your daughters. Smithers is on the town, and Smithers just—it's like he—I don't know. Does he want to tell Burns, or does he want to keep it a secret? I think he wants to keep it a secret at this point. Still, because he, he was kind of shocked that Burns—he thought Burns knew. Because mm. at this point, when this episode aired, that's not taboo's not the right word. It was still. People weren't accept- as accepting as they are now of it, were they? Uh, no, I think, and and not as forthright in coming out. And, and thankfully, I mean, they've realised it's largely, ways, largely. You know? I'm sure there's like there's still massive there's still a generation out there. Yeah, well, not even generation. Yeah, I think true. there's still industries. Yeah, AFL. The fact that there still is not a out current player. Oh, there's plenty. Player. There's got to be plenty of homosexual AFL players. Would have to be. Yeah. And uh, I don't know where else construction, maybe, but I'm speculating. But like, I still feel like there would be a lot of places where you feel like you can't come out with that framework. Yes. Maybe I reckon Smithers probably does want to be able to tell him, but he's too scared to tell him because the Burns was the time. Burns is <laughs> so oblivious that he, it would be too much of a shock for him to find out. But I think yeah. he would love for Burns to not be oblivious so he could know. We then cut to Jasper taking the wrong pills. Thank God it's Wednesday. Uh, what pure- voice was that? That was not anyway. It wasn't Jasper. No. Doing Jasper's voice is almost like you said he looks like Mike mm. from Better Call Saul. Mike Trout, yeah. yeah. He actually sounds like him too. A little bit. Try and do Mike and you might be able to do Jasper. Come on, Walter. <laughs> That's... You're getting there. You're getting there. But anyway, so uh, the next scene, a few scenes, like you said, are just sort of gags, showing what people do on a Friday night in Springfield, basically. Apparently, yeah. Um, so I still don't get why Donkey Kong was there. It's the arcade. Is it the arcade? I thought. Oh, okay. So that was like the, the establishing shot of the arcade. Where did you think I it was? I had no idea. Okay. I it was just downtown Springfield. It had Donkey Kong for no, some that, reason. He was having an appearance at the arcade. Yeah, okay. He still got it. It's does, It's a weird joke, but like we said, it's a weird episode. It's yeah. A, I guess anything fits in this one, really. It's just, it just a chance to get obscure references. Do you in. feel like the, the Waterworld joke is one that doesn't make sense until you have you know about done Waterworld? some research? Like, until I seen Waterworld, I didn't understand what was going on. But even having seen it, you've then got to know that it the went budget. over budget. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really... And I don't think movie budgets are very common knowledge. But there's a few times The Simpsons, they've made a joke, a reference to something where you've got to know yeah. a bit more. They don't do it very often, though. They're, yeah. they're usually good at doing gags that... This pe- one, normally those ones... You can still laugh at even if you're not. Yeah, or they could gloss over a little bit. This one, go- like, it goes on for a bit. So, you're there as like, well, they've made a point of this. It obviously means something, but... But uh, 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 yeah, as a kid though, I just thought it was a joke on how some arcade machines are ripoffs. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could take it that way. Yeah, and Millhouse obliges another forty quarters. Mm-hmm. How much is so? What would that be? Forty quarters would ten be bucks. ten bucks. That's a lot of money for an arcade machine in nineteen ninety seven. Mm. You know, I've always wanted to open my own arcade. Do you think that would like like Bartronica in Melbourne, an yeah. arcade bar? I reckon if it's done right, it'd do really well in Geelong. Or do you reckon Geelong's just too small? Geelong's getting bigger. Yeah, I, th- I think even like out your way, it's expanding. Mm. Done right, retro arcade bar with some current games as well. With yeah. a, with you know with a bar and food and everything. Would there be um, Mitch and Dando's family feedback? I don't know about family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering, would there be like what are the machines that you would want to make sure you have there? What's the clientele you want? 
because that's going to drive that conversation. 25 to 40-year-olds, I reckon? 25 to 40-year-olds. So, you've got to have Nintendo 64. You've got to have a little Game Boy corner. You've got to have the Game Boy network link so you can yes. all play your Pokemon together. Yeah. You've got to have pinball machines. Do you? Yeah. You do. To 25 to 40-year-olds? Yeah. Maybe the older end of that scale. It's, I know you love your pinball, but, but I'd never really been to anywhere that had a live pinball machine when I was younger. Really? They were in the, the movies. But, like, you know, the, that would be at Village Time Zone was full of them. Yeah. I really played them at Time Zone. I felt like they were of an, uh, the previous generation. I, I just, I've always loved the novelty for pinball. Like you said, I love them. Mm. Yeah. But you got your arcade machines as well, like your Mortal Kombat, NBA Jam. You've got to have things like that. Time Crisis got to be there. And you've got to have sort of arcade-themed drinks as well and food. Yeah, right. Like uh, like a Bowser burger or something. Okay. Just alliteration. Spiky, spiky, alliteration. spiky shell up the yeah. top. <laughs> Um, it'd be really cool if, you know how, uh, and I don't mean to be crass, Yeah, cause this can go both ways, but sex sales are just, yeah, of course, you yeah. know, so guys and girls, but all of your waiters have got to be super hot cosplayers. Yeah, that would help. That'll bring people in. Yeah, it definitely would help. You'd have the- And after nine, nude. You'd, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have the co- the cocktails, uh, like the, the colours of the of the shells, like red, blue, yeah. green. Yeah, that could be cool. You could have- what about have sliders, but they're somehow red? You know, you get the three red shells. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could be sweet. What about acid in the shape of a lightning bolt, and when you take it, you feel really small? <laughs> Is that what happens? I don't know. Maybe it could be engineered that way. <laughs> All sorts of weird shit can happen. Oh, man. So, getting back. <laughs> we then have uh, Hibbert leaving Mullen behind. Reminds yep. me of the girl hanging on the. Uh, I'd like to come rings. down now. Yeah, I'd like to come down now. Uh, the Marge cleaning up the house being this was messy. Odd. It just didn't fit. This didn't fit. It made no sense. What, what was the need to have her? The, the house to be messy yeah. and chasing away a fawn. What there, was the point? Yeah, there really was none. But huh. what I did, well, I guess it's like everyone else is having fun on a Friday. What would Marge be doing? Okay, she's okay. cleaning up okay. mess. Good so point. it's that kind of yep. reiteration that Marge is just the I didn't, perennial didn't housewife. Bother me, but I was just like, oh, this just seems out of place. I really like the way it was drawn though how they had the beautiful well, like what was it uh, your, this house is better than yours or whatever that magazine was but mm. so I you like think it's that yeah. for that joke to work they had to show you that room from an angle that they've never shown you before but it actually still geometrically worked mm. it made sense the way it was done yep, yep, yep. yeah it wasn't like they retrofitted the house design it was just they had to sort of visualise it from yeah. standing from this corner yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, did so a good that, job of that that was a kind of cool little moment the kids are then watching TV taking the piss out of the Friday night lineups yeah, and not so much the Friday night lineup, but the incessant marketing of of every day is a special thing. Did we ever have that in Australia? Like a specific night that had you know comedy Thursdays or anything like? That? I can't recall. We had Who Dares Wins Fridays. Was that um, Friday? Was it? I'm sure, it was Fridays. Uh, I remember growing up. Uh, I think when it was first on, but then repeats would come in, and they'd be okay. every week, every that's day a, of the week. That's I mean. a show they need to bring back. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Who Dares Wins with Mike Whitney? Are you yeah. kidding me? Yes. No, sorry. No, I'm not kidding you. You would not watch that now? No. You're insane. It's a show of its you've, time. You've lost your mind. No, it's a show of you've, its time. No, Jump the shark. Lost your mind. Acid wash jeans and tight or and like tight jeans, loose pink shirts and mullets. Like that is who dares wins. That show doesn't work. You just said three reasons why the show should be rebooted. No, because the guy, <laughs> unless people are still wearing that now. Well, just wear normal clothes that people wear now and just do the same concept. No, it's too... Is it, is it the look of the show or the concept of the show? It's a daggy show that... I don't know if daggy is too Australian. I don't know what the equivalent of daggy is. It's not quite lame. Daggy is its own sort of subset Australian thing. It's much. But, <laughs> no, it's not even that. 
But it's a daggy show of a daggy time. You try to bring a daggy show into a modern day time and it doesn't work. Like, name one 90s show rebooted that has worked ever. Name one 90s show that's been rebooted. Sybil. What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it hasn't been rebooted. <laughs> I can't think of any show that's been Seinfeld, rebooted. the puffy shirt joke. Like, the as an example of what I'm talking about. Okay. The puffy shirt episode from Seinfeld mm-hmm. could not work today. Because back then, with the way they dressed, the puffy shirt is, was ridiculous but vaguely believable. Whereas today, that does not have anywhere near the same level of impact. Could you have a specific item of clothing, though? That would replace the puffy shirt that would work now. I don't think so. What about a man bun? Even though it's not clothing. I don't want to wear a man bun. That could work. Anything could work when you do that voice. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, so getting back to it. We're only in the fucking opening act still. We're going for an hour. (laughs) We're in for a squatch here. Mulder and Scully arrive. (laughs) (laughs) They investigate some things and they bugger off. Yes. Homer is at Moe's and he's it's Friday night. He doesn't want to just drink duff. He wants something special. Doof. From Sweden. Yes, from Sweden. Yeah, he doesn't buy into it. It's just stuff. So then he gives him red tick beer. Red tick beer. What does it need? Ingredient. Needs more dog. And, and I love that I had the accent. Dog. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I really like that red tick is brewed yeah. in like New York. Boston or something. Yeah, <laughs> nah, definitely New York. Yeah, that is New York. Yeah, because oh, yeah, New York, they say yeah. Boston. Yeah. Yeah, Boston would be like, needs more dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was pretty close. Like, on the org, like, it's a similar accent, but no, it was definitely New York. Okay. Homer then decides to walk home because Mo won't let him drive because he's blown at Boris Yeltsin. And this is where this is where the episode starts, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really start until he sees the alien, does it? Yeah, and that was for me where I felt like it picked up. And I feel like where most people's memories... If you ask people what you remember of this episode, they don't remember the first five Don't minutes. be afraid. There's a it's... few individual scenes from within, as you said, speed. You could forget that happened in this episode, though. Comfortably, yeah. yeah. So it's the... It's, Homer walking down through the woods, the dog howling, the psycho theme, the diet. So, die, the leaf blowing back, diet. That's a great I really remember great laughing cake. hard at that when yeah, I was Yeah, that's young. really good. But Also, I love that when he says, yeah, and he does the, the full stop. Mm. But I must say, the first, say, two minutes of this episode, I don't even remember. The whole bus couldn't slow down. I don't remember as a kid because when I taped this off TV, I missed it. I started recording when oh, really? uh, Millhouse was at the arcade. Yeah, okay. So, the whole first two minutes, I didn't even see. Yeah. So when I was older, I was like, "Damn it, I missed out like one of the best gags of all time." For years, people were talking about the bus that couldn't slow down, and yeah. you just weren't in on the just joke, la- just laughing. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. But the <laughs> thing is, that's why a lot of the time I forget it's from this episode, yeah, because it wasn't. I wasn't watching it yeah. with it, you know. So you were there just trying to join in on the joke, like, "Well, I wasn't allowed to watch." I went to see anyway. this movie about a Superman who'd come from another planet. And he was like such a Superman that he could fly and he was invincible. I think it was called The Man Who Could Fly yeah. and Was Really Strong. <laughs> hey, hey, shut up, Dando. Yes, <laughs> you are slow. So, uh, yeah, like we said, we've, it's one of the. Is this the best moment in the episode, do you reckon? The like Homer, Homer going through the woods as an overall um, scene? Uh, I'd say technically, yes. Skills wise, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's the, the music and it's cue, a good, yeah, it's a great blend of it's funny, but the funny doesn't break down the yeah. suspense and all that sort of stuff. It's sort of there to sort of break up the suspense. Yeah. So it's not too scary for kids. Yeah, exactly. Not that it's overly scary. No, but, but it's also just timing in comedy and horror is both vitally important. Yeah. And this is a really a really good example of the mesh of the two. So Homer then says No time for you, old man. Yes. Homer <laughs> then sees Mr. Burns. And I love also I love the fact that he trips over. Just such a cliche. Yeah. So we come back and Homer is racing home to tell Marge, this is great. 
Homer, have you been drinking? No, no, no. Well, 10 beers. 10 beers. <laughs> <laughs> 10 beers? Are you, are you done by 10 beers? Uh, I wasn't on grand final day. No, yeah, big nah. day. I heard, you, I heard you're still recovering. Yeah, I was pretty nasty. It was large. Well, how many beers did you have? I, I stopped... I don't drink enough, so I have four or five and I'm done. Right. Numbers stopped being enough to count. I had to start... Where I had were, to you? Start were you at the grand final? No, I was at the European Beer Cafe in Melbourne. I had to start measuring in words. So it wasn't like how many of you had, like, you know, six. It was how many of you had more. Just <laughs> waiting for a mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fell asleep on the train, somehow didn't throw up. Real miracle. You fell um, asleep on the train. That's dangerous yeah. because and you could wake up anywhere. I had I had a great moment. Of, fortunately, our stop was the last one, so that okay, worked well. Yeah. But I had a moment of, like, the cab rink all went. So, like, we're walking up to the last taxi. I'm stumbling. With I, Ash? I can't guarantee I was walking in a straight line. Someone else ran in front of us and jumped in the taxi. I was like, you son of a bitch. It's three in the morning you and you've the stolen cab? the last cab. No, I, but I spun around like... I'll be honest, I wasn't angry. I was nearly weeping because I just <laughs> needed bed. I was like, I, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I've got to get home. I've got to be in safe territory here. And as I turned to like sort of look to the heavens for like, God, please help me. <laughs> I saw a guy in a West Coast scarf and I hear, Mitch! And... Uh, Guy, it turned out to be a guy I play cricket with. He's like, I've just ordered an Uber. I'm going your way. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so you got an Uber to the train station? From. From the train station to my house. Oh, so you got off the train and then yeah. the cab. I thought you yeah. made stole a cab in Melbourne. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was Good. excellent. <laughs> I fell asleep with a brownie in my hand on the train. What the? So, like, I don't... How many did you drink? Rockefeller. I <laughs> have... <laughs> <laughs> I ordered a brownie for it doesn't matter where. I had a brownie, and when I woke up, that brownie was in my hand, uneaten. And I realized that what had happened is I'd like I'd taken it out of the bag, and from the time like from getting it out of the bag to my mouth in that motion, I'd fallen asleep, and it just kind of <laughs> but then was held it, on to it for the next forty five minutes. Was it in one piece when you woke up? Yeah, it was whole. Oh, that's the best. Just you, a little melted into my fingers. You're sober enough. That's even better. So you're sober enough to enjoy it now. Yeah. It was pretty great. That's great. Yeah. A lot of good things happened that day. Many years, 18 to 22, I reckon every second or third Saturday night, I'd wake up with just pizza all over my bed. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I'd be like, it'd be like 10.30 at night. I'd be like, all right, I've had a few beers. I'm out in town. I'm like, mum, order me your pizza when I go home. I don't remember getting home. I just remember waking up and just being pizza everywhere. It's yeah. the best. Ideal. What's your favorite post-drink food? Oh, Kebab or pizza? Hell, our snack pack's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not huge on them, but I can see why. Yeah. Yeah. Just absorbs everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Homer's now raced home and Marge doesn't believe mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Understandably. Believe understandably, as yeah. you said. Lisa doesn't believe him either. Yeah. So, next day at the dinner table, just trying to say a story. And Lisa, uh, as later we see in Lisa the Skeptic, it makes sense for her. She's yeah. like, I'm a woman of science. Yes. A little woman of science, nonetheless, but a, a woman. A little woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, there's got to be... A logical explanation. Yes. And an example of that, I was covered with a sticky translucent glue. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, then, so, I guess he's not taking the piss out of Homer, but he kind of is. The I am the thing from Uranus. Yeah. Homer's then disappointed that no one remembers his birthday. It's the same day yeah. as the dogs. Yeah. And this is what it's like. When you have a pet, their birthday is so much more important than yours. Like if Murphy yeah. shared your birthday, do you think Ash would spend more time giving him love than you on your birthday? Um... Or would you make a big song and dance and have like a jewel birthday? Look, I'd certainly... I think it'd be more likely that I'd get him a cake than me. Yeah. No, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) But I'd get us both cake. You would make him a cupcake. 
And then yeah. you would buy yourself a he'd really extravagant cake. He'd have a little doggy cake. What's your ideal birthday cake for you? Like if, if Ash is going to buy you a birthday cake next year. Um, cheesecake shop, caramel mud cake. For anyone that ever just wants to try to find their way into my heart. That's, that's your favourite? That's it, yeah. Cheesecake factory cake is amazing. Mm. Well, cheesecake, cheesecake shop. shop. Yeah. Cheesecake factory in America yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, I saw the photos. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was my favourite. What photos? Uh, no, I was actually thinking that was Woolworths. Sorry. <laughs> or like you sent photos from a supermarket yeah. and even that looked like a <laughs> fucking amazing the, cake display. The donuts were incredible. It's an Entenmann's. Cheesecake Factory is a restaurant. Yeah. With a good dessert bar. Ah. Yeah. 250 things on the menu. Yeah, right. So, anyway, Homer's then at work. Yes. And they're not believing him either. And like... That right, was my physical. Rightfully so, yeah. Because he's... <laughs> well, he keeps... Mixed he keeps, up stories. He keeps like proving that what he's saying shouldn't be right. Yeah. So why would anyone believe him, like you said? Then he goes to the cops. The alien has a sweet, heavenly voice, like Urkel, and he appears every Friday night, like Urkel. Well, your story is very compelling, Mr. Jackass, I mean, uh, Simpson, so I'll just type it up on my invisible typewriter. (laughs) You don't have to humiliate me. I just torched the building downtown and I'm afraid I'll do it again. Oh, yeah, right. I'll just type it up on my invisible typewriter. Fruitcake. The only continuity error that I don't like about this is sometimes Wiggum refers to Homer as Homer, like he's his friend, and other times he's Mr. Simpson. Uh, Yeah, that's a fair point. But I guess... Like it's not yeah. a big deal, but sometimes he's being professional. Yeah, it's his a, version it's his of job. professional. Yes, it's his job, so it's got to be Mr. Simpson. Yeah, or Mr. Jackass on the invisible typewriter. <laughs> but we get that. Yeah. I really liked the flamer. Just like the delivery of that. I just torched the building downtown, and I'm afraid I'll do it again. Yes, we do get the. Uh, uh, this is probably the most dated gag in the episode. Urkel. Yeah, I. It's, he doesn't that's, appear that's before my time. Yeah. Then we finally get Mulder and Scully in the episode. Yep. I didn't realize it took them, like you said, so long to come into the episode. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like eight, it just eight to ten minutes in. It is nine minutes eleven okay. seconds, which is in between eight and ten minutes. Yep, not a bad estimation. Yeah, well done. <laughs> but again, it's a good line. Like, there's been another unsubstantiated UFO yeah. sighting in the heartland of America. We've got to go there right away. Yes, <laughs> like, it's just I'll hang on to any rumor that I can. Which is, and after watching the X Files, I can really appreciate this episode even more. Yeah, okay. Go, trust me. If you go and watch it, you'll you'll love this episode even more. It's, yep. they, they absolutely nail the satire. It's so great. They then go and visit the Simpsons, and Marge's panic attack is great. She's just panicking over yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> over a pen. Yeah. <laughs> but Marge would, though, wouldn't she? Yes. Yeah, she would. She's You, you can't imagine Marge has ever broken a law in her life. Oh, Deliberately. She did, she did try to steal two grapes. <laughs> two measly, stinking grapes. <laughs> so, basically, they want to take Homer in for some questioning, because mm-hmm. they're... they're well, Mulder, especially, is intrigued by what Homer's seen. Yeah. And then we get the, the classic montage of all the different things. So, the alien lineup... Yeah. How, is it? Yo, yeah, Alf's yo is so great, and Marvin's. It's this actually, makes me very angry. It's a pretty good uh, Marvin the Martian. I was trying to think. I used to be able to do Marvin the Martian. I don't think I'd be. I, I got like it's like Pee Wee Herman almost, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of. It um, makes me very angry. What's the it's line? Like Yoda. He has a line from Space Jam that I used to be able to do. It's for next week. I'm going to go away and work on my Marvin the Martian. I can kind of do Yoda. Yeah, I won't do it now though. Okay, mm. I'll, if I practice it a bit, I'll do it. <laughs> It sounded like a car not starting. <laughs> Mr. Simpson, look at this lineup and tell us if any of these are the aliens you saw. Yo! No, I'm sorry. 
Now we're going to run a few tests. This is a simple lie detector. I'll ask you a few yes or no questions and you just answer truthfully. Do you understand? Yes. Oh. Wait a minute, Scully. What's the point of this test? No point. I just thought he could stand to lose a little weight. His jiggling is almost hypnotic. Yes, it's like a lava lamp. We're then at Moe's with Mulder, Scully, and Homer. And Homer's yeah. just off his, off his face. I like that they've tried to... Well, yeah, we want you to recreate your every move. It's like, all right, then. Yes. <laughs> Ten red ticks later. Yeah. Red M&M's, blue M&M's. They're all the same color in the end. <laughs> then... I love, I love the, if I wasn't married, yes. I'd go out with you. And then into the instant, oh, please don't tell Marge. God, I love her. <laughs> All the different steps he goes through. Oh, it's so fantastic. <laughs> Homer's fake alibi too. Oh, playing backgammon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we get, I don't know what it is about Moe's antics, like with the yeah. whale and the pandas. The pandas. Underlay, underlay. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> Back to SeaWorld. So then Homer takes them to the site. And they discover Grandpa, who's been there since. Yeah, a four, week. A week. He's been in there four days now. Is it not a week? Well, I don't know if they're doing this on Friday. Does the alien not come that night? No, it doesn't. doesn't no, it doesn't, doesn't come doesn't, that yeah. night. So presumably these guys have shown up midweek. Yes. And then maybe that's like Homer's thing of like, well, well, yeah, because uh, Brockman then says he's come two Fridays in a row. So this is obviously a midweek thing. And then he goes back out with Bart on the Friday. Has he? Oh, because Bart's up. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yep, 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 yep. But then we get uh, the Grandpa with the turtle and the teeth. It's a funny visual. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice until I watched it for this review that Grandpa's finger actually goes red when the yeah, turtle bites Yeah, a little bit swollen it. too. Yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. notice that before. Then Mulder gives his classic speech. I've seen enough, Mulder. Let's go. Yeah, okay. But somewhere out there, something is watching us. There are alien forces acting in ways we can't perceive. Are we alone in the universe? Impossible. When you consider the wonders that exist all around us. Voodoo priests of Haiti. The Tibetan numerologists of Appalachia. The unsolved mysteries of... Unsolved mysteries. The truth is out there. Ah. No. Oh, who'd have thought a whale could be so heavy? <gasps> Jesus, the feds. I know what it is. But it's just that Jesus, the feds. It's, it's <laughs> the whale's cry just gets me every single time. Then Marge still doesn't believe Homer. Homer and Homer's just hearing what he wants to hear. Because he's so used to Marge believing him and be- being by his side. What's he want? An omelette. <laughs> I'd love an omelette right now. <laughs> I watched that in my notes. This is Mitch. <laughs> like if you were just not paying attention, like if you were just hearing what you wanted to hear, you'd be like, yeah, we'll have some food. Thank you. Yeah. Describe your perfect omelette. Are you even an omelette man? I am. Are you egg white though? Uh, no. Do I look like a man that cares about his figure? <laughs> I... There's two that I really enjoy. One of them would be a chili-filled omelette. Um, chili-filled? Yeah. A little bit of chili. When you say chili-filled, you just mean chili-sprinkled throughout with, with the filling. Not chili, but as in like ground, like beef chili. Okay. Yep. Leftovers in an omelette like for breakfast. Like chili con carne. Yeah, chili con carne in, in an omelette for breakfast is really good. Jamie Oliver has a really good recipe for a Mexican omelette, which is basically, it's a lot of shredded cabbage. You kind of make like a spicy coleslaw and um, wrap that up and it, Bang on. It's really, really good. See, I'm not huge on Mexican, but I feel like Geelong doesn't have a good Mexican restaurant. It's got a couple of serviceable ones. Yeah, I don't None know. Of them are great, I'm but not, they not, do the yeah, job. I think because I've been there, it's just not put me off Mexican, but it's just not my go-to. Yeah, okay. 
Maybe you have to make me one of these I'll, uh, I'll make you Mexican omelets. Good Mexican. <laughs> so, uh, like you said, Marge just cannot believe Homer because it's just too absurd. There is mm. no alien out there. You're, you're full of it. And Homer, what is it? <laughs> Apollo Creed? What does he say? I'm like that guy. You know the one who got his own <laughs> ship went to the moon. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. So great. The writers were just in their prime yeah. by this point. Homer then can't sleep, so he goes out into the kitchen and he's sitting there by himself and then Bart walks in and Bart, surprisingly, actually does believe him. But mm. it makes sense. A 10-year-old boy, like we said, would want would believe to believe. Would, yeah. Not so much believe the dad, but he does say... No, I, be- I think it's also an element of your dad. Yeah. You would... Well, you well, probably believe... You, you're more inclined to believe anyone, but particularly your dad. Well, Bart usually does question him, but like he says here, you're just so sure. Yeah. You, you're never this sure. Tell you what, when Elliot's 10, you tell him that you saw an alien. Oh, he'll believe me. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just what happens. <laughs> but see, I'm going to be that dad where it's like, you see the alien outside the window, but then he'll be scared of aliens. He'll be traumatized. Yeah. Did your dad ever pull tricks on you like that? My dad used to no. scare me with an elf doll. Yeah, okay. Terrified. Uh, no, uh, my dad was... I'm not portraying my dad in a positive light this episode, am I? Piss my pants in the cinema. <laughs> scare yeah. me with an elf Forced doll. Forced you to. <laughs> you will piss your pants. My dad wasn't... No, no, no. He never really... Like, usual things. Was he a fun dad? Keep in mind he doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. No, I've just kind of... Or did you just have nothing in common? I just can't imagine you and your dad having anything in common. Of course we had some things in common. um, We both hated each other. (laughs) 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 Just unlocked a lot of repressed memories. (laughs) It's uh, it's affected my mood. (laughs) It might be the highlight of the podcast. Three years of the podcast. <laughs> I might be done. How did we go on? <laughs> I think I'm broken. <laughs> that is a highlight for sure, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> I thought you might have something genuinely in common. <laughs> we both like slot cars when I was younger. What cars? Slot cars. Like scale electrics and that sort of thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We used cool. to enjoy that. For about six minutes. <laughs> Before we got in a fight over who would have the fastest one. I've unlocked something here. <laughs> a lot of resentment. <laughs> okay. We won't go into that fucking barrel again, will we? <laughs> that door is locked and throw away the key. So Not on the free one at the very least. Maybe for Patreons where I know <laughs> where I can guarantee he won't be listening. <laughs> in case this makes his way back. Oh man, makes was, its way back. That was sorry. so funny. Uh, where were we up to? <laughs> oh god, no, we're about to move on to my mother issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can we just end the episode now? <laughs> <laughs> why I'll never, why I'll never achieve a true populism, bit, and I think it's largely due to the fact that I always felt like the odd one out of the family. <laughs> So isolated and so guaranteed and committed to forging my own path that I will never be able to do what is liked by the masses. <laughs> That's fine. I'm cool with it. Though. <laughs> oh, I need to stop you somehow. <laughs> I feel like you want to keep going, but I'm going to make you stop. I've made my bed. <laughs> there will be a Patreon exclusive episode where you can just say what you like. <laughs> I like one out of my four siblings. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, the others are okay, but like one's really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Where were we even up to? Uh, Marge doesn't believe Homer. 
the bot does. The bot does, <laughs> but, but does believe I would. They have something in common. <laughs> Anyway. They make a joke about Fox. Uh, yeah, joke Don't about play. Fox. Then we get a Budweiser. I, I'm assuming that's a parody of a Budweiser commercial. Apparently, there was Budweiser frogs. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then the, the alligator says "cause." Yep. As a kid, didn't know what that was. Yeah, but anyway, as an adult, like as an sorry, as an Australian, without that ad being relevant and current, you're like, ah, okay. Well, I can see what you're doing. I have no frame of reference for that. That'd no. be funny though. I'd have preferred it if the crocodile didn't say "cause." Yes, it didn't to need to. Yeah. The crocodile just eating the frogs is enough of them to go, fuck off with your... Like, oh, look at us doing a little... Look at, you, you're like, oh my God, they're doing a Budweiser parody. And they're just like, chomp. Like, that's a good way to put an exclamation point on that. Yeah. Of like, piss off with your commercial. Exactly, yeah. Anyway. So, then they're telling ghost stories. I just like the fact that Bart and Homer are just hanging out. It's just a cool yeah. little vibe. Yeah. Just out camping together. Roasting like 53 marshmallows on yeah. one stick. Like, they don't care if they see the alien. They're just yeah. there hanging out, having a good time. Yeah, that is a nice line from Bart as well where he says exactly that. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. We just had fun. Yep. Yeah. And then he tells a ghost story, that's how much courage will cost for Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of being a parent, it is expensive. Oh, yeah. Have you already got him enrolled in like a catchment zone or something? Oh, fuck. Just nappies, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like 10 a day, if not more. How many for the kid? <laughs> then the little visual gag here that I loved nearly everything had property of Ned Flanders on it yeah that was really yes funny. Yeah. even the camera yeah. had the birthday Ned <laughs> it didn't even have enough time to take the tag off yeah. before Homer took it yeah then the alien arrives and Homer scares it away because he set himself set himself on fire yeah set himself on fire yeah, yeah, yeah. but luckily Bart filmed it mm. that's a great little bit of success here like we did it son we did it like they've achieved something yeah you know dad it doesn't matter that we didn't see the alien. I've really had a great time out here. Yeah, me too. It's him! I bring you peace. As a representative of planet Earth, let me be the first to say... <laughs> It's gone. We still don't have any proof. Oh, yes, we do. I got it all on tape. Good work, son. We did it. We did it. And so from this simple man came the proof that we are not alone in the universe. I'm Leonard Nimoy. Good night. Ah, Mr. Nimoy, we have ten minutes left. Oh, uh, uh, fine. (laughs) Let me just get uh, something out of my car. I don't think he's coming back. And Nemo Nemo th- closes the book on it. It's uh, wrapped up in a neat little package. <laughs> uh, Mr. Nemo, we still have ten minutes left. I have uh, something oh, in- <laughs> like I have something in my car. I love that he leaves. But then he makes his way back I, into the story. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, that's, yeah, I didn't even pick up on that. Exactly right. Yeah, because <laughs> you never have enough. Never have enough uh, Nimoy, can you? No. We then come back from commercial. Now we get the Brockman uh, yep. news report about the coma and everything. Yeah. Good night. Is what a final set of words. Good night. I thought Sunny from Sunny and Show died. Or well, maybe at some point before this episode aired. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. Obviously not, because they wouldn't have said otherwise. Mm. Then he airs the alien tape, and it just it looks like your classic. Alien footage, doesn't it? Yeah, blurry, grainy. Homer Simpson shown here with his tongue stuck to a lamppost. By the way, yes, that's a dumb good and file footage photo. Good dumb and dumber reference. Yep, Lisa is still not supportive though. 
She's still yeah. skeptical. Well, yeah, because it's just dodgy footage. Yes. Well, the thing is, why was it dodgy? Why was Bart moving? Because oh, that's how all of this footage this, looks. This, yeah, exactly. Yes. That's the thing. It's like you couldn't just stand there and yeah. film it. No, you know those um, things that they have in playgrounds that are like a little wobbly pole and a disc at the bottom of it, and you stand on it, and you—it's not bendy back and forth, but like you pull back on your body weight, and it spins you around. Oh, yes. Like the further back yeah, you yeah, leave, yeah, the faster yeah, yeah. you spin. That's what every single UFO sighting gets filmed on. Like yes. those guys carry those with them and yeah. they go, instead of a tripod, they're like, hold on, let me set up my camera. <laughs> <laughs> spin round and round and round. They're like, Did you get it right there, that little glimpse in the top right corner? That was it. That was definitely an alien. Do you reckon they'll ever, do you reckon if, even if they filmed a UFO, do you think you would still believe it? Or do you think because of the, your skepticism now of what could be doctored, you would just refuse to believe it, even if it was real. It's got to be a re- like the... Definitive. If it looked too real, yeah, you'd be like, it's just an Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, whereas if it looks too fat, uh, too cheap, you're like, yeah, no, that could be anything. There's got to be a sweet spot in between where it's like, okay, it's not so good that you had a budget to fake anything, but it's not so cheap that it could easily be something else. It's yeah. got to be like 720p. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, not quite the full HD. Not quite even HD. Is 720 HD? 10, uh, 1080p is full HD. 720 full, yeah. is HD. Yeah, HD. yeah, yeah. We need, we're Certainly not 4K. No. <laughs> if someone just shows me alien footage in 4K, they can get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, then we get... Uh, pe- people start believing, don't they? They watch the video. They yeah. watch the video. Cuts to the townspeople at the door. And I, I love Flanders. Did you... Were you on my roof stealing my weather thing? Yeah. This interview is over. There's a false of the four. I love the sermon here. You think it's about God or about Jesus? E.T. I love that little guy. <laughs> so great. Uh, we have something in common because I also love, you and love that George. little guy. Yeah. Yes. Then at the site, it's sort of like the closing sequence now, mm-hmm. and the band play the Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, sound. to the uh, five-note tune. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little reference that I didn't get to I was a bit older, but yeah, yep. I heard it. I was like, that's that's pretty cool. Nemo's trying to buy a hot dog. Yeah, Surprise yeah. me. <laughs> that's that, that's actually another line that I've used a lot yeah. with mates. Yeah. Not realising that it was Nemo, though. I've used it not realising it was oh, Nemo. I yeah. knew it was Nemo. Okay. Yeah, just one of the... Yeah. He says it with so much conviction. Yes. It so surprise to, me. Like to bully or something? Uh, or? Maybe sauerkraut or something like that? Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we get the Homer T-shirts. Now, I've read there is a deleted scene from this that sort of... Or a deleted line at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. That debunks the... Where the guy says, I told you we've sold out. Yeah. Because they just leave it hanging on that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the Homer is a dope. The fine stitching on dope. So everyone's just chilling, relaxing right at the site. Then the alien arrives. Mm. (gasps) (gasps) Ah! (sighs) Yuck. There it is. Mm, Homie, homie, I'm so sorry I doubted you. I bring you love. Uh, Is that the love between a man and a woman, or the love of a man for a fine Cuban cigar? (laughs) I bring you love. It's bringing love. Don't let it get away. Break its legs. You want an alien? This is your alien! Hello, children. I bring you love. It's a monster! Kill it! Kill it! It's not a monster. It's Mr. Burns. Oh, it's Mr. Burns. Kill it! Kill it! Then we get Smithers explaining the whole medical process. I remember when I was a kid, it used to gross me out. 
the whole moving his back backwards and stuff. I was like, Ugh. yeah. I got to be honest. As a guy with a bad back, while it looked painful, it feel, look I nice. actually felt a fair bit of relief once it was done. Like once he stretched out, I could it was like, oh yeah, look at him. He's kind of looks pretty good there. I want some of that. What do you like getting your back cracked? Uh, fine with it. I prefer back to neck. Getting your neck cracked it's, is it's weird. It's scary, isn't it? It's not yeah. scary, but it's just like, oh, just, just do it. It's just like do it, it doesn't hurt, do it. but it feels like it will yeah, every like, time. So like, just do it. Yeah. yeah. And you feel better afterwards. Yeah. I crack my neck by myself, but when someone's got your it's head, it's not they the same. Crack like it. the way a chiropractor does it, it's yeah. deeper. Like, and yeah. It's, yeah. And it's also when you're not in control of it cracking. Mm. Like if you're doing it yourself, you know when it's going to crack. When they're just bang. You're yeah. Like, Ooh. Yeah. I remember when Nicola first had it done, I was there with her. She screamed. Oh, really? Shit her pants. Absolutely shit her pants. Right. Wasn't a po- wasn't booked in for the appointment. <laughs> <laughs> just described her and did it. <laughs> it was just a really horrible mix up at the TAFE hairdressing. Yeah, like yeah. She was there for a haircut, <laughs> but walked into the wrong room. I thought when the doctor decided to cut her open with a fucking scalpel with no. Remember, I told you. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so after they've explained the whole mm-hmm. process, Mr. Burns then explains that he's got the glow because of the uh, the power plant. Healthy green glow. Yes. He's going to go back to being evil. And then Dr. Nick comes in and saves the day with another injection. And they sing, Time for the booster. Good morning, Starshine. Yeah. It's a really happy ending. <laughs> yeah. And so concludes our tale. I like, I'm Leonard Nimoy. Did he actually say that? Yeah. I've never picked up yeah. on that. I'm Leonard Nimoy. Keep watching the skis. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's a great ending. It's ridiculous. It's exactly what this episode needed. An yeah. absurd, stupid ending. of all, all the townspeople just happy singing a song together. Yeah. So all in all, this is, like I said, my number two in our book. I absolutely love this episode. I can never get sick of it, especially now watching The X-Files. I love it even more. I just think it's, it's got its funny moments. It's just, it's great sci-fi satire. Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? I learned video game as far as uh, dollar per minute has come a long way. I mean, Assassin's Creed, go, like, you can play that for like 80 hours or something, the new one, for 60 bucks, or you could play Waterworld for roughly... Four seconds? Yeah, four, <laughs> yeah, four five Two seconds steps. for the same amount of money. <laughs> yes. I've learned that M&Ms are all the same color in the end. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! Mailbag time, what have you got for us this week, Mitch? Uh, well, actually, due to an error on my phone, uh, where the mailbag app is not opening, is the Ooh. mailbag subfolder was not opening... What I'm going to have to do in place of the mailbag is maybe check something from Facebook, but uh, outside of that... Shot me to get the mailbag open. Nah. Um, <laughs> we'll let it build up, and then we can do a bigger I mailbag. I checked it recently. It's fucking full. Oh, okay. We have, a, we have so many emails in there. Okay. But still, I, well, I haven't checked because it wasn't working on my phone. Okay. So, uh, but there was a couple things that happened through... Like, it's this is mostly listener-generated, so it, it still kind of counts. Before I do that, I have to tell a story to embarrass my wife. Um, Saturday, not the grand final day, weekend before, our next door neighbours had a party for the first time. Like in all of our time living in in the four and a half years we've lived in this house, it's the first time we've ever heard neighbours have a party, play loud music and that sort of stuff. And it's not like they'll go until three in the morning by any stretch. They just, you know, it was just noticeable. We had to close some windows. Anything post 10.30 though, you're like... Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a Saturday. Like, do what you want. Yeah. But I, I had to turn my TV up. That was that was the extent of it. Two AM on a Sunday. Didn't even stick out here. Yeah, right. It didn't. Even, it didn't stop me from sleeping yeah, or anything yeah. like that. But the following Monday, we're watching Daredevil, maybe. And what? Oh, a TV show. Yeah, and yeah, certainly not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you proudly said that. <laughs> we hear this music, like this doo, 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 going on in the background. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, that's weird. They're like, Playing music on a Monday now, like, and and there's that element of like, 
maybe they enjoyed the party so much they've decided they're just going to start playing loud music. Maybe it's new neighbours. That's why they had the party. Like, is this going to become the new normal? Maybe they're running a boot camp in their garage. Maybe. They weren't, though. Okay. So, that, that was like 7.30 that we first started hearing this. 9 o'clock. It's still going. And... By that point, I'm like, okay, now it's nine on a Monday night and that is pretty loud. Like, that's that's starting to get annoying. Like, I, hey, Monday night, no, no, no. Yeah. So, I opened a window just because I wanted to get a better ear for what was going on. And for some reason, opening the window didn't actually make the music any louder. I was like, oh, maybe it's not the neighbours. Maybe it's coming from out the front. That is weird. So, I walked to the front door, walked outside to the front and realised that I was like, oh, it's, it's definitely not coming from the neighbours to the left or the right. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's coming from the neighbours over the other side of the street. Like, if anything, it is it is close. It's close by. And I walked to the garage, our garage, and could hear music blaring. Was the car on? From Ash's car. She had the car on. <laughs> She'd left the keys in the car, and I think the battery was on the fritz, so the radio turned on automatically. <laughs> so, for an hour and a half, we were pumping music into the neighbourhood. <laughs> really amazing. obnoxiously loudly. <laughs> How loud was the music? In her? Fucking loud. Does she listen to music loud in the car? Not always. I think it turned on louder than it ever normally would. Oh. <laughs> it just fucking came on. Jacked. Ghost car. It's a so, ghost yeah, car. For an hour and a half. <laughs> well, we're sitting there going, those like inconsiderate assholes. What are they doing? <laughs> Everyone else in the neighborhood is going, what the fuck are these two doing? <laughs> They're watching you at the front looking for the sound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so, yeah, that was amusing. It's kind of not Ash's fault, though. I know she left the keys in the car. No, it's not her fault. Who would think that would happen? Yeah, exactly. Like, There's no way in hell that's her fault. So the, just... Did she leave the car on? No. How did she drain the battery, then? No, I think it's just an old battery. Like, it's getting to the end of its life. You know how sometimes a battery will just play up? It'll do random shit when it gets towards so the, the end of its So the keys are in the ignition? It's a keyless startup. Oh, they're dangerous. So even the they're keys dangerous. being in the car could be enough for the car to think... It's okay for things to turn on here. This, we had one of those in Hawaii. It's mm. so easy to lose your keys when you're not used to it. Oh, re- yeah, okay. Or do what I did and drive off with someone else's keys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I could get to work. <laughs> Inside, though, were you just like, <laughs> uh, no? <laughs> A- apart from that thing of like, have you, like, so I, I, I think we've spoken about, I don't know. Have we spoken? Have we explained what happened? You, I had my keys in my pocket we already. We must have. But I grabbed Nicola's, so then I got into the car and hit start. And obviously it started because I already had my keys, but Great keys I was just thinking. Instant, yeah. yeah. And, but it's, it's one of those moments where as soon as you get that phone call the next morning going, um, did you happen to grab my keys? And like the reality of what you've done, just everything instantly <laughs> becomes clear. It's like the end of the usual suspects. Yeah. <laughs> oh god now um, question no a comment Rich Jones I'm going to find one mailbag question it's bothering me Rich Jones <laughs> is out there you're clearly a fan and I just wanted to say that this Rich Jones yeah this was phenomenal okay um, you put a little appreciation post on Facebook for us having 200,000 followers oh, on yeah, the yeah, Facebook yeah, page yeah, yeah. it was really well written by the way um, okay congratulations on that like, it was very genuine very sweet did it on the toilet of, with my phone yeah well whatever that works you tagged a lot of people from the toilet <laughs> yeah, yeah. Phone. took forever it would have yeah. <laughs> legs would be numb like Martin <laughs> big red prints Dan- on my legs you know me big red yeah, prints yeah, on your yeah. legs yeah, yeah. Was, you would have been like Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon yes two. <laughs> I had to burp halfway through Lethal Weapon and two yeah. then and the only thought in my head was ah oh, people are going to think I got the wrong Couldn't Lethal Weapon movie. yeah yeah <laughs> I'll cut the little bit. Well, I'll cut the pause out. 
Anyway, so you were talking about being, you know, how humbling it was to have such loyal Oh, this was great. Yeah. So, I don't often look at the Facebook page comments, but I, for whatever reason, was scrolling through that one. I think because Nikki had commented on it and saying about how the comment, the post had made her tear up. And as I'm scrolling through, I come across Rich Jones. Nothing humbles Mitch. That was it. (laughs) I comment. I'm occasionally humbled, Rich. It made sense. I found it hard to argue with, I'll be honest. <laughs> I thought you usually loved the whole... When people say that you're um, pretentious. pretentious. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to um, uh, share that someone really... like. This is why you need to become a patron and get into the Four Finger Discount Patrons page and actually become a patron because I'm sick of sorting through all of you fake bandwagoners who are jumping in there without codes and without passwords and without... Subscribing. But how would they know the... Um, I don't know, uh, but there's like a hundred and... Oh, we've got 240 requests. 240 so member I'm requests. Go through and we say, don't have that many patrons. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have like 400 members in the group. We do have 400 and something uh, patrons. Oh, do we? Yeah. yeah. Actually, now that I say that, uh, Ryan Barr, welcome to the group. Daniel Thompson, welcome to the group. Gary Philp, welcome to the group. Yeah, they, they signed up today. Yeah. Good on you guys. We love you guys. Now, by the way... So, as a little bit of a special treat for you guys out there, we thought we'd give you a bit of a tease. So, our man Reese Hall, he's signed up to be a $100 patron this month, mm-hmm. again this month, so he's going to have another episode. Yeah. So, two months in a row, what an absolute champion. But last month, he asked us to review Alone Again, Natural Diddly, the episode where Maud Flanders passed away. Normally, those episodes go to $5 plus patrons, but just for this for this one only, we've made it available for $2 plus patrons. So, you just want to sign up for $2 plus, you get access to that episode, as well as a couple of other podcasts. And you'll also get access into the exclusive Four Finger Discount Facebook group. Give you a bit of a tease of what you could expect if you become a $5 patron. Hopefully, you enjoy our review of Alone Again Natural Dealing. It went for like 95 minutes, I believe. Something along those lines. Felt yeah. like a long time. Yeah, I remember it was got, we, Is that the one where I made fun of redheads and Ash barged in? I think... No, that was on the normal show. Oh, and okay. then you referenced it in the Alone Again Natural Diddly review. Right. Which wouldn't have made any sense to anyone who hasn't listened to the other one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair but, enough. But uh, we didn't just make fun of redheads. Ash was trying to find that clip. She was, it was the start of the not not the mysterious voyage of home. It was Hurricane Nettie. Hurricane Nettie. All right, we'll try to find it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But yeah, for just two dollar plus, you get access into that review of Lenny again Natural Diddly, as well as access into the Facebook group and like, plenty of other podcasts. But for five dollar plus, what do you get, Mitch? You get the uh, Futurama podcast. You get Movie Guys podcast. Mm-hmm. You get all these other shows. It's the best way to support the show, isn't it? Yeah. Keeps uh, the show going. Aside from cake in yes. the mail. I'm look, I'm thinking that we should buy some uh some new equipment, some new mics and headphones and whatnot for the studio. I need a mic stand. Yeah, that's so, one thing that I was so, I was putting my Patreon money to next week. So when I I shared a photo of I when at last time I was recording from home, <laughs> I fashioned a mic stand <laughs> great. out of a couple jumpers and a gym bag. Well, I'm thinking that we should um invest in some equipment so we can start live streaming the show, doing t- taking some callers and things like that live on the show. That'd be difficult. No, it's not difficult. You sent the right equipment. I've already looked into it. I've got the guy that does it already, and he showed me how to do it. Mm-hmm. We just need to buy the equipment. Mm-hmm. Imagine that live callers with the with the patrons out there. I want to pretend to be excited by that idea. You're not excited. I deal with people all day that just come up to me and like force their opinions onto me. But I, I think it'd be fun having listeners call up. Look, it could be. Let us know. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au or even just in the Patreon group. Let us know. Would you guys be interested in doing a live call-in show? Once a month or once every couple of months or something, just as a special. Okay, here's what's more important. Yes. Because it's not about the three people that call in. Would you be interested in listening to other people calling into the show? So, like the 
several thousand people that'll be listening at any given moment that aren't calling in, are you going to be happy with us turning into a for a few minutes an FM radio talkback show? No, it's, uh, no it wouldn't be every episode. It'd be like a, a Patreon exclusive call-in show. Gotcha. We're gonna need to get a burner. Why? Can't give out your actual number to the masses. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> what'll happen? <laughs> I don't get any phone calls anyway. I'd appreciate getting some human contact. I checked my phone. No. I the last no. The only I will not I, allow it to happen. The only messages I get are from you, Nicola, my nan, my mum, or my dad. Yeah, well, that's the way it should be. <laughs> Kevin Smith's not given his mobile number out on Smodcast. No, he hasn't. No, okay. no one does. <laughs> I know. That's how you end up, Glenn, Co- Glenn Close putting, you know, boiling bunnies or whatever it is that happens in Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Well, okay. One one last question. Right? I've, got, I've got the mailbag open. Right, question. Just to end the show, okay? We've been going for well over an hour and a half. We need to wrap this up. This is the longest episode in the history of the podcast. You're the one that starts talking nonsense, and then I have to shoot you down. <laughs> Jason Clear has emailed in. I haven't even read the, the, the thing says question, the subject. Honest question. How could you miss one of the greatest... Can Simpsons- a question be dishonest? How could you miss one of the greatest Simpsons jokes of all time? I was listening to your review of Hurricane Nettie, and I got excited when you started talking about the footage of Ned as a kid, well, it's one of my favourite jokes. A lot of people wrote in about this, actually. Then I heard you ask, what's with the Dick Tracy thing? It's one of the best dirty jokes they've ever written. On par with Sneed's feed and seed. While Ned is being mean to the other kids, he says the following. I'm Dick Tracy. Take that, prune face. Now I'm prune face. Take that, Dick Tracy. Now I'm prune Tracy. Take that, and it cuts off. Logically, he would have finished the sentence by calling the kid Dick Face, but the footage cuts off before he can... Always been one of my favourite jokes. Keep up the good work and still love listening to you guys. Cheers, Jason Clear. So that is the story of the Dick Tracy. Well, it's clear to me now. Yeah, I'm disappointed I didn't pick up on it. Um, well, it's a pretty cleverly hidden joke, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. That's how I missed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say that. <laughs> it actually is a pretty good gag. Well, thank you, Jason, for writing in. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Please keep sending your questions in. The mailbag is getting very full. We're, gonna, we're almost at the point where we're going to have to do a mailbag, mailbag exclusive episode. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Wrong. I fear the day <laughs> that they stop writing in, Dando. Oh, they love us. And we, we love we them. Clear the, no, because what happens is we clear them out and then no one will write for six days and then we get to the next one and it's like, what do we got in the mailbag? I'm like, uh, I'm going to have to make, make some up we again. We make them up. That's not fun Don't for me. Don't say again. It never happened. It's never happened. Happened in the early days. In the early days, yeah. <laughs> I'd email you. You'd email me under fake names. If that. Often I was just... Ranting. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our review of the Springfield Files. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I have. Mitch, have you enjoyed this review? I don't even know. It's been a good one. I don't know if this has been good or bad. It's been fantastic. I feel like it's certainly been one of the other. It's not a middle of the road for few. Whatever it's whatever this a, is. It's, it's been fun. Mate, when you talked about your dad, that was the highlight of my time doing this podcast. Yeah, but do you reckon people stuck, stuck like stayed long enough to hear it? Oh, 100%. 100% if they didn't, they'll go back. There'll but, be memes about it if they oh, did. That's for sure. <laughs> that, that, that is Nick's, <laughs> that's Nick's material for the next week. You and your dad. He's going to go on your profile, find a picture of your dad. <laughs> uh, he won't. <laughs> I mean, that'd be the wrong place to look for. <laughs> <laughs> next week, we're going to be reviewing the twisted world of March Simpson. I think and I saw here my, come the pretzels. I think my dad popped up in People You May Know on Facebook recently. <laughs> We need to end it. So the Twisted World of Marge Simpson is next week, the pretzel episode. Yeah, good. Jack Lemon. Yes. Thank God for that. Fantastic. He'll bring some class to the show, finally. Then we've got Mountain of Madness, and we've got the Sherry Bobbins episode. I'm really looking forward to Mountain of Madness. That is an underrated episode. 100%. It's absolute gem. Yeah. It's one of those episodes that I never realised that it was in the golden era. I mm. always thought it was a little bit later. Yeah, right. But it's, it's, it's an incredible episode. I can't wait for that as well. Sherry Bobbins, Ishin Scratchy Poochie Show, Homer's Phobia. So many great... And Brother from Another Series. 
Frasier. Yeah, great. We're up for a good month and a half coming up. Guess who? Paris? Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you next week. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? You think that's the X-Files theme. You've done this before, and it's not. The X-Files theme is... No, it's not. The X-Files theme... Yeah. You just went this. Yeah, that's a little refrain that's in there. Don't cross me on this. It's exactly what it is. I know what you were just singing. That's not the... That's not the... That's not the... Type TV theme. That's not the legit one. Whatever that is. Here we There. I was doing the whistle. We're a comment. Okay, so we have to combine our. our yeah, but don't <laughs> fucking tell me that's not what it is. What you were just doing was not the whistle. No. Do it again. No, it was the harmony. I was doing the harmony <laughs> of the whistle. <laughs> okay. How dare you. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next I was going to say, it was actually just the sound of me <laughs> crying under my mattress. As a child, abandoned and alone. Shh.